0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two Click Funnel. Absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com slash shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com slash shift. Can I ask you a terrifying question? (laughs) Always. Do you feel like you're living up to your full potential?
1: No. No? Mm -mm. What makes your gut say that? Mostly because especially when I went over this and a couple episodes back where I was like overwhelmed with all the things and not knowing what I want and all of that, that tells me right there that I'm absolutely not of like not feeling like I'm happy with what I have right now, but not feeling like I know what the thing that's going to bring clarity And then like living in just the intense apathy that I've been living in, in the past two months, I know is not where I should be or want to be.
0: Well, I'm just going to take a gander and guess that the majority of you somewhere in your heart feel like you aren't doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Now, whether that comes from a place of your business isn't exactly how it's supposed to be, or your family doesn't feel right yet, or wherever the place of unknowingness comes from, I just want to first settle that I know that it's like everyone feels it. Now, whether they all talk about it is hard. I don't think I've ever met anyone that was like, yep, I've done it all.
1: I'm good. (laughs) I'm golden.
0: I mean... If I had had the chance, maybe I'd ask, like, Martin Luther King or Mother Teresa or Gandhi, like, do you think you did it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's still alive. But the rest of them having gone, do they feel like they've done everything they were supposed to? And I think it's so interesting that we have this vision of what we feel like we're created for, but often, like, can't identify it. It just feels off. How can you describe how it feels to you? Not knowing,
1: it feels off, but it it also like where my anxiety takes it is this really, really deep, heavy, overwhelming feeling of like we really only have like if we're lucky a hundred years to make a difference, really. And then if you like take out the time when you're you know an infant and like super, super old, like maybe eighty years. 80 years to be super, super impactful and intentional with your life and like living your best life and doing all of these things with purpose. And that to me is like not a lot of time. And so I start to feel the pressure of like, what have I even done? And I want to do big, great things. But if I'm sitting here and I don't even know what they are, and I really only have like (laughs) not that long left to make a difference, it it stresses me out. I think it's so funny that you think
0: so forward, especially for someone. And I think a lot of that for you, at least as an observation, feels like it comes from your not necessarily fear of death, but like your constant worry about death. And so for you, the clock is ticking. For me, I feel like a lot of it's stuck in the present. And often I feel like I've settled. Not that like I'm not actively trying something, but it's like you run. It's like you run really hard, you sprint, and I just like fall over dead. Not dead, dead, but like I just get so worn out from trying that I'm like, nah. Like, do I really need any more money? Do I really need to make any more impact? Can I really just pet my puppies and watch Netflix and make nobody's day different? Like, why do I feel like? I have to do so much more than I am doing. But here's the interesting thing. And one that I think is so interesting that that's how you view it, because I don't think the majority of people do it. But this was, again, if you heard the previous episode where I talked about the global leadership summit, this talk was inspired by Erwin McManus, and he is a self-called futurist and He's the founder of Mosaic in Los Angeles, but he said most of us live as if we are not dying.
1: See, I I feel like I I always think like is today going to be the day that I'm dead. Like I could die any minute. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you live? Do you no. feel like you live as if you're dying? No, no, no. I just stress about that I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> so he talked a lot about like imagine how long you're going to be dead. Just like, imagine how long you're going to be dead. Now imagine how long you're alive in comparison to how long you're going to be dead. Now, whether or not you believe in like reincarnation or coming back or like we could get it all into like philosophical and spiritual beliefs, but bottom line, (laughs) when you're dead, you're dead. You're going to be dead longer than you're alive. And so instead of going through life as if we are not enough, What if we stopped living in fear? I mean, what? Sounds great. I mean, (laughs) I don't disagree. But (laughs) what do you fear?
1: Well, I think like, and it's funny when I say it out loud and like actually name my fears of like it really being simple of then just do something different. (laughs) Like if if your fear is you're going to wake up when you're, you know, 88 years old and like, damn, I wasted like my life or I didn't do enough or I should have like, Done this differently or said this, like all those like be- deathbed regrets, you know, then like fucking do something different. But I think so, I'm stuck in that turn of like, I don't know what it is that I want to do different. And so it's just this constant cycle of like, if I were 88 tomorrow, I wouldn't be happy with my life. Oh, so what do I want to change today about it? I don't know. So I'm just going to sit in this question cycle forever. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's super, super interesting. I was listening to a talk, and if you heard me talk about personality colors before? I believe I've mentioned it on the show, but Jacob Adamo, I don't think he invented it by any means, but I do think he wrote... I definitely know he wrote a book on it before he passed away, and there's only four, but I was hearing his wife do a talk on it, and I think a lot of it comes back to what she referred to as our key question. And so many people say, well, you need a why you need a purpose, you need to go out and do this. And you have to have a why blah, 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 you have to have a why. Well, what she said was like, so against what I would say 90% of people say. And I mean, we've even said the words you need to have a why. But she was saying based on your personality type, you might not have one. And here's why it's because your question is different. So Red personalities, and you can go take the test if you just Google Jacob Adamo color personalities. I don't have the exact URL memorized, but red personalities ask the question, what? So if they ask the question, what, then they're not defining why they want to do something. They're defining where they want to go. There's a destination in mind, there is a goal to check off. Does that make sense? When I think about my why so often, my why has been a list of things I want to do or accomplish. They're not actually reasons. Now, yellows, I'm going like in a random order. Yellows question is who? So they'll say, I want to do it for my daughter. I want to do it for my kids. Like, I, that's what motivates me. I want to do it for my family. And they say that's their why, but it's really their who. And then your greens are all about how. So they're not worried about what the impact is or where they're going. They're worried about how they're going to get there. They're worried about the tools, the processes, the systems, the like, for all intents and purposes, say you're running a nonprofit, they're like cool with the nonprofit having an impact, but they're more worried about fundraising and how they're going to get the money to actually make the impact happen. And then I'm I'm flaking on the last question. Can you save the day and let me know what it is? Or do you not know?
1: I don't know. I haven't taken this test in like a year. So I'm actually taking it right now to try to get some like info. But you can get the test at Jacob Adamo. That's A-D-A-M-O dot com slash personality colors quiz. Or just literally Google it and you can find the link. Well, I know what
0: I'm missing. Okay. So we said what, how, and who. The last one is why. So only a quarter of the people have a why or a reason, which is super interesting. If you're curious, I'm a primary red with a tinge of green as my secondary. So that's why my list is a list of accomplishments or goals. Mm -hmm. Similar. Yeah.
1: I think we are the same. We might have a different sub. I feel like you're green first and then red, if I remember right. Because he posted in the group. Yeah, I just can't remember. And I don't know if I actually took his or a different brand of it. So I'll be interested to see. Gotcha. Well, here is what I
0: wrote down this quote about what happens when we stop living in fear. And it was like, like stabbed to the heart, like, oh, okay, I guess I probably should try for that. That sounds great. But he said on the other side of fear, that's where you find freedom. Mm. Sounds good. (laughs) It's <laughs> like,
1: Sire. so by how? <laughs> See, but you just asked how. So you're green. Well, how to literally, no, how to literally not live in fear. Yeah, of course I'm going to ask fucking how. That's my job. <laughs> how do you do anything?
0: I know, but I ask what? It's your key question. You're motivated by one key area to get you somewhere. And so, to unlock it for you, you have to unlock how? I have to unlock what? I have to know what it is I'm striving for. You're like, how the fuck do I get there? All the time. That's why you're like, how's this funnel going to work? How are these things connected? What systems are we using?
1: How long is this quiz? I think it's only 27 questions. Okay. It's not telling me how many I'm on, so. So imagine this instead of being afraid
0: that death will happen what if we all just accept that death is happening and so we can put it behind us
1: can you imagine i know for you that yeah, would be really okay, hard but like seriously that sounds fucking great but that doesn't mean anything like imagine if we could just do all these great things that we say we can't do like yeah i can imagine that but that doesn't mean anything what are you going to do instead? How are you going to find your purpose? That's what I don't know. I need someone to tell me how to do that instead. I could sit here and be like, okay, Emily, don't think about death 17 times a day. Okay. That doesn't change anything. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. That's I'm not, not trying to no. you. But- I don't know. I'm not saying you have the answer, but I'm like, I'm just like... Yes, it would be great to not sit in fear. Yes, it would be great to live in the now. Yes, it would be great to feel like full potential today. But like just saying that doesn't make it happen. I'm interrupting
0: myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important. I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today you're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal, copy, paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at BossProject.com shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to BossProject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. I definitely don't think it's about saying or admitting anything. I mean, that definitely helps. Like, if the same way that you would talk about an addiction, like admitting the problem is the first step, whatever. But it's only one of the steps. So, what if we are all deep down addicted to the feeling of fear because it's normal? Right. Oh, for sure. What are yeah. the steps for... Addiction because I know there's like, isn't it seven steps or something? 12. No, not steps for additions. I don't need a chair or a, sh- a step stool. Addictions, people.
1: So my primary is red with a 40.7%. What's your okay, secondary? Green? Blue. Really? I feel mm-hmm. like that's completely different than the last time you took it. Yeah. So I was like 29% blue and 26% green. So. Only 3% yellow, which I'm not surprised. Okay. So red says, so the troublesome shade exhibit extreme insecurity and lead toward being sociopaths. Not surprised. Making up their own morals as they go to fit their situation. Typical shade, confident and love challenges. They are driven by a strong desire to win, and they consider themselves to be in society's elite. Overachievement and quick decision-making skills. True shade, they're ethical winners with their strength under control. They no longer need the approval of others, but have a well-established self-image that allows them to move toward their goal while keeping in their awareness the needs of those around them. I don't feel like I've read much about blue because I've never gotten blue before. Blue means you're fun. Troublesome says they tend to act without thought of consequences and are terrible about not being on time or following through. That's absolutely not true. Live for the moment. Nope. Spontaneous and fun loving. Nope. Yeah. I think you were just rushed taking it while doing this. Their love of adventure. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) They're mindful of others times. Nope. Did you know? That's funny. So let's read green. Oh, Oh, I can't read green. Why can't you read green? Maybe it's in my email. Green.
0: Also, I just found the 12 steps and we are going to talk about them. Okay. Because I think it's interesting. Although, did you know the 12-step program is a religious-based program? I did It's a spiritual-based, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So, the troublesome shade of green is they tend to overanalyze things to the point of being unable to take the first step. They yep. expect nothing on faith, are very unforgiving, <laughs> skeptical, yep. and expect perfection in every aspect of yep. life.
1: So, yeah, I must have just answered one like backwards or whatever because I am 100% red-green, like 50-50. Yeah.
0: None, of, none blue or yellow, none. I think you might have <laughs> a little blue in you as far as like the fun side of things, but for your typical shade, you're highly analytical And a problem solver, and you need to follow a detailed plan in order to function.
1: Yes, yes, girl. (laughs) Give me all that. Already sounds sexy as you're reading it. (laughs) Okay, so let's take it
0: back. We're addicted to fear. What do we have to do? If you want the how, because Emily would not shut up unless we had a how. We're going to go through the 12 steps that the Alcoholics Anonymous use. <laughs> but I think it's really universal thought process. So we yeah. all know, number one, you have to admit you have a problem. You have to admit... Yeah, I
1: already know that.
0: You have a problem. We all know we have fear. You have to come to believe that a greater power than ourselves could restore us to sanity. <laughs> I think that's an interesting sentence.
1: And that's number 2
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. Because aren't you supposed to go in order?
0: Yeah. So I think that's where you get stuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I'm like, yes, got it. I'm all about it. There is a greater power that could restore my sanity. I agree
1: with that. And I am in the firm belief that you are your only power to restore your sanity. Like everything lies within. Well. So that one is a struggle for me. (laughs) No one else cares about you but yourself. Eh. I was raised by very, very fierce single women. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: You have to make a decision to turn your will and our lives over. See, this is really religious. There's got to be a more secular version because it's literally said- I'm sure there is, yeah. Turn our lives over to God. Admit to others about our wrongdoings. Humbly ask for help make a list of people you may have harmed and make amends actually make amends continue to take inventory see this is hard like this is really hard i can't imagine going through this with the thought of as a fear based person these are the people i have hurt and like going over to their house and being like you know what if i had just believed or if i had just like lived to my full potential i wouldn't have hurt you in the process
1: I don't want to do that. No, I'm annoyed by all of that. <laughs> You're annoyed I out after step one. You jumped
0: out, <laughs> out after step one. Well, yeah. I'm wondering what, because there's a different one that's the seven
1: steps of grief, right? Well, that one's fucking depressing.
0: But I feel like this might be closer to what you have to go through. Shock and denial. I, I'm not living in fear. Guilt, pain. I don't know no. what I want to do with
1: my life. No, well, they're all done. I don't like any of these. Like literally I just Googled steps to overcome fear and it's acknowledge you have the fear. Okay, fuck it. We get it. Like everyone has fear. Accept that you're scared. Yeah, check. Have done that too. Commit to change. Yeah, trying. Still don't know how plan, and then take action on what would love the blueprint, celebrate your success, haven't had any success because I don't know what to fucking do because no one's telling me what to do, review it, review what, haven't done anything, and then complete it. There's no completion on overcoming fear. Like I don't believe that it's like you're done and now you're saved and everything's great. It's just going to be smooth sailing from here. I think that's super problematic.
0: But do you believe it sets boundaries on yourself?
1: Living in fear? Of course, I fucking do. But again, like, it doesn't matter if there's no actual, like, here are things that you can do to not do that. Like, you can sit here and know, like, as much damage as anxiety gives me and, like, stress and worrying about how everyone's gonna die. Like, obviously, I'm not stupid. I know that that's probably not the healthiest thing for me to do, but, like, I'm still gonna do it because I don't have any other tools to do otherwise. Because no one's giving them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think you have some work to do, Emily. Now, whether I don't know what the work is, because I don't have the answers. But I think that's the interesting part of this. Like, I think I just want to give us all the sense of in knowingness that even though we all try super hard, there really is. I doubt like even if someone's like, go to this website, like. I really don't think there is a blueprint to making it perfect. That said, I do think we can take steps to make it better. For sure. Because I feel like I've grown as a person significantly over the last couple of years. And it it hasn't ridded myself of fear, but it's allowed me to expand beyond what I like previously was able to. Right. So personal development, I don't know.
1: I don't have the answer. Yeah. I don't know. I think like where I've kind of accepted where I feel like it's going to be is like, obviously get yourself in therapy. You know what I mean? Like if you need to like talk some shit out and like go find like cognitive based therapy where they like provide action steps for you to go through, go do that. But I've also kind of just accepted that like, like it's one of those like retrospective things, right? Like I was much more fear-based the first couple years of my marriage And so like, until a certain kind of shift in life and career and marriage happened, I couldn't let that fear go. And then I was super fear based of like, never becoming a mom. And is something I want to do? And it's never gonna happen. And then Penny came. And then that was a big shift. Like I literally that's not even an anxiety of mine anymore. So do you feel like your fear is siloed? I think now, like what it has been lately is more of like up to me where it's like, okay, I, I checked the things. I, I'm a mom and I like have a house and I did the thing. So like that that fear is gone. But like, am I happy? Am I living like in a way that makes me happy? Am I providing what I wanna provide to my family and my friends and my kid? And like are we doing things that I'm gonna look back on and be like, yeah, that that was fun and that was cool. And that was exciting. It wasn't just like the normal routine of like everyday life. And so I think it'll be just one of those things where it's like three years from now, five years from now, I'll look back on this moment and be like, Oh, I'm now living in less fear than I was then, because these things have happened.
0: But what do you think on those specific topics, you feel more confident about? What do you think you had to let go of or do or practice? I had to
1: stay married and not get a divorce to prove my fear wrong. I had to get a child to prove my fear wrong. So do you think it's literally just doing life? Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think it's just acknowledging of what it is and then waking up in a couple of years and kind of looking back and being like, oh, well, these things happened. And now I have less fear around that. But like, you can make this stuff happen, but you can't necessarily predict what they're going to be. Sure. Like you can work hard and you can plan and you can do the things. But I also think it's not a necessarily like, if I fear this, if I'm sitting in this type of fear right now, then this exact event or milestone or thing is what's going to get rid of that fear. Like, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's more just like a gut feeling for when you like can wake up and then look back and be like, oh yeah, well, I feel better today than I did three years ago. I mean,
0: I, I don't disagree with that. But also, I definitely see tangible steps I've taken or like specific moments. And they're not necessarily moments that like other people would see as moments. But it's like, I remember when I read that book, and by the end of it, I felt like this, or I had this dream, and it really shook me up. And so it prompted me to have a conversation with my spouse about X, Y, Z. And then I felt better about this. Like I have those moments. It's not like other people could see over your life and say, oh, that's clearly when you shifted whatever. I think a lot of it comes back to self-awareness and like being able to even tell what you're thinking and feeling and like acting You know, because I feel like sometimes you may feel a certain way on the inside, but then on the outside, you're acting completely different. And if you're not self-aware enough to know that that's happening, we could fool others to think one way or another about
1: us like a lot. For sure. I mean, that's what we're all doing. Like whether we realize it or not, that's literally like as humans, that's what we do. Yeah.
0: So this is not a solution-based episode.
1: (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) I've been asking for it seven times and I still don't have it.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't have the answer. But here, I think if anything, let's all acknowledge that fear is very real and it's very much affecting our potential. And whether we have the solution as to how we move through it, I think it is helpful to acknowledge like how you define your destination and knowing your key question and knowing what you're looking for. Because if you're just constantly scrambling based on what everyone else is telling you to do, I think you're going to continue to feel lost. A lot of it has to be self-discovery focused.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. So although that's not an answer, it is a step in the right direction. So yeah.
1: Well, go take the color quiz. There's your action step. Yeah, girl. Go to that. Learn some stuff about yourself.